Welcome to the Birthing Instincts Podcast. I'm Dr. Stuart Fishbein, community-based practicing obstetrician and longtime advocate for birth choices. And I'm Bliss Young, a licensed midwife. Join us in our conversational style podcast where we talk about everything birth. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but we're happy that you're here. So here we go. Hello, fellow travelers. Good afternoon, good evening, and good middle of the night. I am solo this week. Dr. Stu is abroad having a grand old time. And of course, he wanted to be able to join us um, for the interview and also maybe even recording um, a little intro like we often do. But um, it wasn't in the cards. He's on a boat with no Wi-Fi. So I told him I would take good care of you guys this week. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, my friend Tara from Christian Hypnobirthing joins me. Uh, she talks about her birth stories, how she came up with this app and the idea. And we just kind of chit chat as uh, women often do about our passion for this birth work and supporting families in the best ways that we know how. So take a listen, enjoy. And we'll see you on the other side. Well, hello, sister. How are you? I'm so good. It's so good to see you. Thank you it's, for having me. Of course. It's so good to see you, too. I am going to um, just introduce you to our followers, and then, and then we'll, just, we'll just have a chitty chat and tell people all about who you are. Um, so Tara, right? Do I say Tara? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All of a sudden I was like, am I pronouncing it right? Um, Tara is the creator of Christian Hypnobirthing app and the Faith-Filled Childbirth Course. She created the app in early 2018 after the birth of her first son because she wanted to combine traditional hypnobirthing techniques, breathing and visualization exercises, positive affirmations, etc. With the incredible love, strength, and support that comes from our Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and Holy Spirit. To help expecting mamas feel confident, relaxed, and connected to God throughout their births, the Christian Hypnobirthing app has since become one of the most highly rated hypnobirthing apps worldwide and has helped tens of thousands of women have more relaxed, confident, and faith-filled birth experiences. Welcome, darling, to the Birthing Instincts podcast. Thank you. I'm so honored because I'm a really huge fan. Like, I love listening to you guys when I walk my doggy. And, it, you know, it was so funny because, um, yeah, I was such a huge fan of yours. And then we, when we went to this beautiful retreat with Lindsay Miller's in Mexico, I didn't know that you were going to be there and um i would like had that full kind of you know when you like to you feel like you're like met a celebrity i was like ah! <laughs> it was so exciting um yeah and i was just so like so thrilled because i just love your work so much and you know love you and stew and um i've learned so much from listening to you guys and yeah i just feel super grateful to be on the podcast so thank you so much you are so welcome. So yes, Tara and I were at Lindsay's um, workshop or retreat in Mexico. And um, I had heard so many positive things about 
your app and and your work. And so when you arrived, I was also very excited to meet you. And then, you know, it was a very intimate uh, time that we had together. So I got to know you on a really deep and profound level. And um, I really wanted our listeners to be able to meet you and hear more about your work, because I know that the people who are exposed to it um, have just loved working with it as a tool for labor and delivery. So Stu is in Ireland traveling. And so um, I was hoping that we all could be on this recording together, but it turned out with his schedule that it was just better for you and I to, to do this. So here I am solo with you, and I'm, I'm so excited to dive into this conversation. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit just about what your life looks like? Where are you living? What's your family look like now? What's your day to day? Just let us know a little bit about you. Um, well, we have moved back out to Australia. We used to be in the UK. My husband is English and that's where we were for the first uh, few years of both my boys' lives. And we were living over there <clears throat> for like, I guess, eight or nine years, which is why I've got a kind of weird melged accent, which is like Australian English. <laughs> People <laughs> like, so I'm like too posh for Australians and too Australian for England. I don't quite fit anywhere. But, um, but anyway, so we moved back out to Australia and it is so beautiful here. Like the warmth, you know, is just amazing after like years of drizzle, <laughs> um, and, like nonstop cloudiness. So, um, yeah, just to, to be near family again is nice as well. My grandma and uh, both my grandmas are here and my granddad. And, yeah, just really, really nice to sort of have quality family time. I have two beautiful sons. They're four and a half and uh, six. And, yeah, I mean, they're just balls of energy. <laughs> this morning we were... Um, we were having a pillow fight and we were dancing to crazy frog i mean i don't know if you've ever heard the crazy frog stuff i'm assuming you have it's like ding, 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 ding. anyway um the it's like got a whole mix now of all different tracks that it's on and uh -huh. this is what i have to like listen to every day they <laughs> love it i can't so. i can't say that i am familiar with crazy frog but i know uh some of those kids stuff can be uh, it can wear on your nerves after a while too yeah, right yeah. you just have to <laughs> embrace fine. it I feel. <laughs> exactly yeah, just be like, this is my new life and uh i'm accepting <laughs> and loving it <laughs> surrender surrender um so tell us a little bit about what your birth stories looked like. And then this third baby that you birthed into the world, how um, your app and all of that came to be. So um, in my first pregnancy, I had, uh, I had a lot of anxiety um, and was yeah really struggling I think with I just had because I'd had um three previous losses even though they were all fairly early on I just felt very I think traumatized from that and I think because of the level of anxiety about that I lived in this constant state of fear that you know I was going to lose um Charlie 
and a friend of mine oh it was actually my my sister-in-law uh said to me you should try hypnobirthing because it's really good for like easing anxiety and you know helping you to overcome um those sorts of feelings so i i started looking into it initially if i'm completely honest when i heard the word hypnobirthing i was like that sounds really weird you know like it's in like what is it hypnotizing you or are you gonna be like and i think especially as a christian i was a bit like "Mm, i'm not sure about i'm not sure about being hypnotized so i looked into it and then was relieved to find out it wasn't anything weird it wasn't like some strange thing where like someone's controlling your mind that it was just like deep relaxation and the use of positive language around around birth to help you overcome fears you know the same way like uh I guess like hypnotherapy helps people overcome phobias and that kind of thing. Although I would say it's, I wouldn't say it's like the same as hypnotherapy, but if you take that idea of like phobias, uh, you know, a lot of people have a lot of fear about birth and it's that similar principle of like, when you change words from like pain uh, to power or intensity or waves, you know, contractions to waves, like those, those, the power of words but then it's not just that it's also really antenatal education um and understanding how the body works in labor um so that was really positive that i started that journey of hypnobirthing i actually googled christian hypnobirthing because i wanted something that kind of aligned more with my beliefs and not like um yeah because some of the language used in traditional hypnobirthing just didn't wasn't really sitting right with me personally or didn't feel like it resonated with my beliefs and I was having to like change words in my head so I was like oh I'll look for Christian hypnobirthing because that would be great and nothing existed and I was like someone should make that (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so anyway then as I went on in my in my pregnancy I ended up reading this Christian book about birth, which was highly recommended. And in it, she was very negative about sort of natural birthing methods. So I kind of got put off hypnobirthing because I was like, oh, I should just be relying on faith. You know, I should just have faith because that's what she was saying, that it was all about having faith and everything and not needing to rely on different methods to, you know, to help you in your birth. And then when I went into labor um i had this sort of moment where i got to the birth center and it was full and because of that they said i had to go onto the labor ward and it really threw me into a state of i guess fear and the feeling that my birth plan was like out the window and after that like everything started becoming considerably more painful. I definitely got stuck in that fear, tension, pain cycle then. And I remember like feeling like, where is God in all of this? Like, I really was like, I'm trying to have faith, but it's so painful and I wasn't prepared for this. And like, I'm like there, it was, it was a really, really challenging experience. I think like I did end up, um, you know, it was, because it was, I then got pulled into all those, 
you know, like once you're on the labor ward, it was like, they're like, oh, there are ketones in your urine. We're going to have to put you on an IV. We're going to have to hook you up to a, you know, uh, have constant monitoring, you know, and then suddenly I'm like trying to have an unmedicated labor and I'm like hooked up to an IV. I'm hooked up to a monitor. I'm unable to like move around. So I'm having, you know, contractions, like standing there trying to like, it was just, yeah. And then they ended up being like, you're not progressing at all. And so I, um, I let them break my waters in the end, uh, and, you know, still wasn't progressing. And it was interesting because I really felt, (laughs) um, it was, it was definitely like a spiritual experience in that moment of like, um, I asked my husband, I was like, you know, cause the, the midwife had been so unsupportive as well. She was really like, you know, I know you don't want her to have drugs to my husband, but she will need them. Like, you know, she's not just her, all her words are like, you're not going to be able to do this. It's so hard, like really getting in my head. And I guess that again, is that thing of the power of words, you know, like, because as soon as someone starts saying those things and they start directing you in this way, um, it's really easy. You're so vulnerable in that moment, you know, to being kind of not, I don't want to say coerced, but it's like, it's like people can really direct you and it's, it takes so much mental strength, um, not to be sort of pushed around by people. And my husband was amazing. You know, he really, if it wasn't for his support, and this is where I think birth partners are so important that they're on board with your preferences, you know, and what you, and they really understand what you want to do um in your birth you know and that's whatever your birth is like you know everyone's birth is completely different and you know it's really just that they understand what you want so they can you know advocate for you so he really advocated for me he basically told the midwife to like get out of the room so that we could have some space and we like sat and prayed together and he reminded me that like you know in the lead up to this every time we'd prayed about it. This is what I, I'd wanted to have an unmedicated birth. I hadn't want to, you know, I didn't want to get pulled into all the interventions which seemed to be happening. I mean, obviously this is where you, it's like, it's a lot easier if you have a home birth, you know, but, um, but not to get pulled into all the interventions. But anyway, at that time, you know, we didn't know about all that stuff. And um, anyway, after that, that time and he also rang my parents and had a prayer with them and I felt this it was like a thing it came to me in that moment like if if I'd prayed about it and I felt that I could do it and that that's what God wanted me to do then it must be possible and suddenly as I started to go you know I also started to realize that it was interesting that all these things had been happening to try and stop me from having that experience. And I suddenly was like, I can do this. Like these things are just challenges around me that are trying to stop this from happening, but it's not going to stop me. Like I know that, you know, I've been designed to do, I really, my language, everything just transformed after that moment. And it was amazing how quickly labor then progressed. And then the Mm -hmm. next midwife, like who was came on, 
she was like, we're not checking you for another four hours. I'm like, I'm like, I was like feeling the need to push. She was like, you shouldn't be pushing. You're not ready to push. And I was like, no, like, I feel like I have to push. And anyway, then I reached down and I could feel his head there. And she was like, oh my gosh. And then she's like running off to get stuff. And and then I just like was on my knees and, and gave birth to him uh, on my knees. And, um, you know, it was such a powerful was just such a powerful experience very difficult experience and but then see out of that what was really interesting was i was like i really could have used a tool like hypnobirthing um in that in that time like is in the fact that i just had had this thing of like i'll just have faith you know and like if people are able to do that and they just go into their birth and they and they can just have faith that they're going to have a miraculous amazing easy birth and they do then that is awesome for them like i'm super happy for the people who can experience that but for me i really needed i like it would have benefited me so much to have breathing exercises that could have grounded me through those surges, you know, like, or to have something to visualize or just to have a relaxation exercise or practice that sort of anchored in that relaxation. And that when I turned it on, I'd go back into that beautiful relaxed state. But instead I was just like in the hospital with the bright fluorescent lights and people telling me I couldn't do it. And like, you know, it's not a conducive environment to having an unmedicated physiological birth. Right. So, um, so in the days after that experience um, and birthing my beautiful baby son, Charlie, uh, I was sitting listening to um, Matthew uh, in the Bible. And I remember this, this um, it said that this is impossible with man, but all things are possible with God. And I'd been actually thinking and thinking about creating like a Christian hypnobirthing method and like a creating an app. And, but you know, my husband and I had no money at the time, like so little, it's very hard to even think like we like had put all of our money into a deposit for this tiny little two bedroom flat. And we had, we were literally like, yeah, I mean, it's miraculous that we, we managed to make that payment and get into the house just before my my son was born so like the thought of paying any money for to create an app was just like out of quest out of the question and I looked up how much it cost to make an app and it said like 30 to 40 thousand dollars and I was like okay well we will not be doing that you know (laughs) um and so I was listening to this and it was a combination of things because I felt like it must be possible to have a great birth experience um and also it was that thing of like it if this i actually flicked it back and listened to it again because i was like all things are possible with god like that is amazing it just (laughs) really stuck with me like it really and this is again the power of words because like it makes you realize like if you believe something if you believe something's possible you're so much more likely to achieve it. Whereas if you believe it's not possible, you just shut it down and there's no way it's going to be done. You know, so like that belief, listening to that part of Matthew, it just really like, I don't know, it just sort of set something on fire in me. And I was like looking up on the internet, like 
how to create an app for free. I had no like, you know, experience in building apps. I found something like a, a software that could do it. And I emailed them being like, hey, you know, can I do this? I have no experience in, you know, creating apps. Or money. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, absolutely. All you need is your own um, virtual private server, minimum SSD too. And I was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> like have no idea what that means. Me the neither. Whole process was such a long, like it was, I just went step by step with it. It took me months. But the great thing was, you know, newborns nap all the time. And because we only had this two tiny two bedroom flat, there wasn't actually a huge amount of cleaning. I didn't have a garden. I didn't need to do that much. So when he was napping, I was researching. I was, you know, like creating all the tracks. And it was, um, yeah, and it was a really beautiful process. And actually in eight months after he was born, I got pregnant with my second son, <laughs> which was a surprise. Um, we kind of had you know, we'd been like, because it had taken us two years to get pregnant with Charlie, we were sort of like, you know, it might take us a long time. So let's not like, you know, worry about it or try and stop it from happening because it'll probably take ages. And then it was like, boom, first time. <laughs> um, classic. Bliss, what is Element? L-M-N-T. It's a amazing sponsor first of all we love them so much but it's a tasty electrolyte drink with all of the good stuff and none of the bs like us that's right <laughs> i taught you well <laughs> it is it, it's got a lot of uh good salts in it and uh no sugar i even uh, took a little notes here and they have um a thousand milligrams of sodium 200 milligrams of potassium and 60 milligrams of magnesium which helps maintain fluid balance regulates your blood pressure and supports muscle function, mood, and bone health. Which is great for pregnant mamas, breastfeeding moms, and absolutely for birth workers. So make sure that you have some in your in your birth bag if you need it or if your clients do in labor. For sure. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause like headache, cramps, fatigue, and weakness, especially in the birthing world. You know, a long time when we, before what I used to do it, but you still do. <laughs> you have a lot of <laughs> sleep after being up all night and snacking on like not such good food sometimes. And I carry it with me whenever I travel and I add it to my water, like in the hotel room and stuff. And I spent a lot of time recently in hotel rooms. It's a great sponsor and they've, they've been doing really well and I'm really proud to be um, supporting them. They have multiple flavors. Your favorite uh, is raspberry, right? Raspberry is mine and yours is mango yeah. chili. But I, I do have, I do have some sad news. Aww. So long, old friend, to Lemon Habadero. Oh, man. They discontinued it? So they could concentrate on citrus salt, raspberry salt, orange salt, raw unflavored, mango chili, chocolate salt, and watermelon salt. Maybe they're going to come out with some new stuff, too. But I trust <laughs> Elements. I trust that the, uh, they've done a deep dive into the research. They put their whole soul into it. We would like you to go to Drink Element. That's drinklmnt.com backslash birthing instincts, all one word. And when you do that, you'll get a free sample pack with your every order. Go do it. Go do it. Anyway, so, but then with, with Sammy, I listened to the tracks every day. I probably from, I don't know, it was definitely every day for the last sort of, I don't know, eight weeks or 10 weeks of pregnancy. And I would just listen to them when I was going to sleep. 
And it was absolutely amazing because the same thing happened when we got to the the birth center. Like you wouldn't believe it because <laughs> because they're always like, it hardly ever happens that we're full or whatever. And then the two births that I have, both times the birth center's full. And in that moment, it was such a different experience because that had completely thrown me the first time. But this time I I just felt such peace because of like really immersing myself in the tracks and just having that absolute trust. Like I remember when the woman was like, oh, sorry, the birth center's full, you'll have to go to the labor ward. I literally was like, of course it is. And like laughed with my <laughs> husband. <laughs> And we were like laughing together between contractions um, and they didn't believe I was in labor. Like they were going to send me home. I had like two midwives doing vaginal examinations. One was like, I guess, a student. I was like, anyone else want to get in here? Um, and they were like, I don't know. Is she two centimeters? Is she three? I'm not sure. And um, anyway, they let us stay in a waiting room. So it didn't have like a toilet or anything. It was just like a, a little room that they have for waiting. It wasn't a, an actual labor ward. And we were, um, I just was sitting there listening to the tracks and my husband was sleeping, really supportive birth, birth partner in that moment. Um, and I just felt so relaxed and peaceful and really trusted, you know, that I was going to be in active labor and that this was it. And then I suddenly felt to get up on, um, they'd wheeled this little like sort of bed in for me. And I, I got up on there and was doing these like cat cow movements, like sort of on all fours. I just really felt to do it. I don't know why, but it, it, it was like really helping me through the surges. And then I went to the bathroom and Will was like, are you okay? Because it sounded like I was making some pretty intense noises in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the midwife comes, he was like, I think, you know, you've got to come. So she then comes with a wheelchair. And by this time I'm giving birth on the, on the bed. So I was like, she was <laughs> going to take me to the labor ward. And I was like already giving birth. Then they've got everyone again, rushing in. And, and, um, and he was born on call as well, which was really, I didn't mm -hmm. get to see it. But I think it actually really freaked Will out because he said, you know, he came out in like a bubble and I think he thought, <laughs> I think he thought it was like part of him or so, you know, Will said he was like really <laughs> freaked out. Um, and then once he was out, like, I think the midwives were sh sort of freaking out too, because like, they were like trying to like break it or whatever. And then he kicked mm -hmm. it and it broke. And because they, I don't think any of them had it ever seen it. One, one said she saw one. She'd been a midwife for like thirty-five years, and I think she'd seen one on-call birth before. Mm. Um, and anyway, and then they passed him through my legs, and and he was here, which was such a shock because they'd recorded it as twelve minutes of active labor and eight minutes of pushing, and. Mm -hmm. It was just such a completely different, I know often people say, you know, second babies are faster and stuff, but it was, it was so far beyond that because it was not, it just felt so much more manageable, you know, like, as in like, it was obviously there were, especially during, um, you know, uh, kind of like transition, it was quite intense and 
the and crowning was a, a very intense amount of pressure and i i'm pretty sure i said a couple of swear words in that <laughs> moment my uh -huh. like blissful christian hypnobirthing i'm like so peaceful <laughs> in prayer and everything and then i'm like casting as my baby's born beautiful um but uh but anyway it was just like so it was such an incredible experience and i remember feeling like wow like this really works you know like it was like that lived experience of it and seeing it in action myself like not just sort of yeah not not just creating something that i haven't actually used like creating something that i've used and i've really then experienced what a difference it makes to your mindset and how you feel and so it was a really yeah that was a, a totally amazing experience and uh just helped me in that like um into to keep on going with what i was doing with it but it was actually years before it started really kind of you know like when i first made the app and stuff it was only getting a few downloads a week and it was really sweet because like i found this gratitude journal that i'd written from like that first year that I made it. And I was like mm -hmm. so excited because <laughs> I don't know, it had got like 50 downloads that month or something. And I was like buzzing about it. And, you know, so it's just, it's just really nice to kind of look back and, and, and it took years, you know, like it took like a few years. Um, it was amazing though, because some of the people who, you know, have used it and loved it, like, some of them started have used it for like three babies now like and found a, the natural minded mama i don't know if you've seen her on instagram but she's got like a, a very big following on instagram now but she downloaded it back at the very beginning before like anyone knew about it and she's she's used it for all three of her babies and at the time you know no one knew about her no one knew about us like it was and it's really nice when like people have kind of been with you over the years um and yeah and so now it's like over the last couple of years because of uh influencers using it and that kind of thing it's grown and and really through word of mouth because again like we didn't we didn't have a marketing budget you know like we didn't have anything like that so it's really just been a case of kind of just keeping on keeping on you know working away and trusting that like um the people who will want it or need it will find it and um yeah it's been just the most beautiful experience to get so many wonderful birth stories every day and emails and like it's literally as a baby as you said like as in my third baby it's mm -hmm. it's such a, a fulfilling thing to be a part of so many births because i really believe birth is like one of the most sacred times in our life you know like it's just such a precious moment and it's the same as like i mean you're literally with people in their births like, <laughs> i am it's incredible you know like i mean it's just such a it's such an honor and a privilege you know like i feel so grateful to have had the honor of doing what I'm doing. It certainly wasn't what I ever intended to do with my life. Like, um, I never thought about it at all growing up or anything or in my early, uh, work and stuff, I was used to do all kinds of performing and, and that kind of thing. And also like lots of different jobs. 
Um, I never would have imagined that I would do it, but it really is such a, a gift. And it was funny, like I, obviously I have like qualified as a hypnobirthing instructor and all those things, but I listened to this. I saw this thing the other day, which was um, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And it just really resonated with me because I didn't feel in any way qualified, you know, to be doing what I'm doing, but it did feel like something I was called into doing. And um, yeah, and I'm super grateful. So that feels like an incredibly long answer. (laughs) So Stu, I have a question for you. I'm shocked. What is it? <laughs> what is one thing in a woman's pregnancy that she can control? Because so much is out of our control. Uh, her nutrition? That's right. And we are so excited to be partnered with such an amazing company as needed because they have focused on pregnancy, postpartum as being some of the most nutritionally demanding time in a woman's life. And it can be influenced by her nutrition status. So they support women during this time with all kinds of amazing products. Their line just has so many options. So make sure and check them all out. But Stu's going to tell us a little bit about um, their immune support because it's turning fall. And we need that a little bit more right now during this time. Yeah, Needed has an immune support, uh, which is a popular choice right now with all the back to school germs and heading into the winter when we all tend to get sick more frequently. And the people ask sometimes, well, if I'm pregnant, can I take this product? And of course, yes, it was formulated uh, for pregnant mamas in mind. So it's uh, recommended and safe in pregnancy. Support is intended to complement, not replace other products that they offer as well. So it's just one of those things that you add to your, you know, your prenatal vitamins, your probiotic, your maybe your stress support, your sleep and relaxation support. But Bliss, I wanted to talk about something else today. Don't forget the men. That's right. We love the men. Right. So they have a sperm support, uh, men's pre and probiotic. And they say men play a critical role in conception and healthy pregnancies. I, I, I imagine that's true. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> and the preconception health can significantly impact both fertility outcomes and also the health of their future children. Needed's Men Fertility Plan is a must for couples trying to conceive to support the multiple components of fertility, including sperm health, gut health, optimal nutrient levels, and testosterone levels, which, by the way, are falling worldwide. So you can do this and it works. Why not? I trust Needed's products with my patients because they use scientifically studied ingredients and perform rigorous third-party testing. And unlike other products on the market, Needed designs their products from the ground up using the latest research and insights from men's fertility practitioners. So, you know, we are a woman's podcast mostly, but I don't want those dads to feel excluded. So head over to thisisneeded.com and use code birthinginstincts for 20% off your one-time order. That's right. Thanks, Needed. So I understand completely what you're saying because I felt the same way about being a midwife. Like I, it wasn't something, and even a mother, like I didn't necessarily envision that for myself when I was young. Um, But it, but it came for me, like it called me to be, and now I can't, like, I can't imagine doing anything other than what I do. 
And the words that you use are so perfect for me too. Like it's an honor and a privilege to be able to participate in making things more beautiful and sacred and, um, you know, honoring this as being a really sacred time and helping people navigate this in a way that really can bring that forward. So um, I was just thinking as you were telling the story, I mean, the it's so great to hear your birth stories. And I think so many people would probably like relate to those moments of feeling challenged and then having this pivotal moment or, um, you know, having an experience with the second delivery that feels so much different than the first. And but I was also thinking about you as just a, a an entrepreneur, a woman who saw something and um, created a, something that there was a need for. And as a mom and um, a woman who just kind of created this out of nothing, that is a big, a big deal. And not everybody gets to have that experience you know, it doesn't sound from the story that you're telling about how the podcast, I mean, not the podcast, the um, app came together, you know, you just had the tenacity to just keep moving forward. And when I created my birth center, it was a very similar thing. Like I didn't have experience. I had a vision. I had the passion for it. And I look back on it now and I'm like, it was really miraculous. Like mm. it really just came together like because it was meant to be and it yeah. sounds like what happened with your app and and its success um is a very similar situation absolutely and it's funny when there's like sometimes it feels like you know when when god just like gives you a gift like that where like that moment of being like mm, christian hypnobirthing someone should really make that like <laughs> if you feel that like because mm -hmm. sometimes people tell me like oh i've had this idea for something and i'm like that's a brilliant idea you should totally do that but they're so quick to shut it down because like they'll be like oh i googled it and someone's done something similar or it's like don't google it <laughs> i mean obviously <laughs> like you know if you're like i've come up with this idea it's called instagram like obviously don't do that <laughs> but like you know what i mean is don't shut your ideas down before they've had any chance to grow and often it's not like the first thing either like i've done so many things <laughs> you know like i when i um when we moved to London, like I started a thing training people how to do public speaking. And then I started a kids party business. And I, I was like going around doing kids parties. And then I had people doing kids parties for me. And I was, and like, they, they were like, I've done lots of different businesses and things. And they did work to some degree, but it was, it didn't, it felt hard, you know, like it felt like, and I didn't have the passion. So, but when you find something that just, it feels right for you, like it feels like this is not only, you know, this is not only a business idea, this is a passion, this is a lifestyle. This is like something that gives me purpose every day. And like, cause I could like, I could work on um things with the business all day every day like i love it so much but i don't i don't do that because i want to have a healthy family and uh <laughs> and life you know um but it just brings me so much joy I, I could watch birth videos all day you know like i like that it just it's just amazing to me like every time i watch a birth even after watching like thousands i still 
I still cry in almost every one, you know, like, because it's just, it's just so, I don't know. It's just so miraculous. It's like seeing a miracle over mm-hmm. and over, like seeing an everyday miracle. And like, how do you find that? Cause you're literally in the room with people. You're helping them in that experience. Like, how does that feel for you? You know, it's interesting. I remember in the beginning um, of my training and when I first started attending births, I, I cried every time. Like it just, I, it just was like overwhelming to me, the whole experience. And sometimes I was um, emotionally kind of like, I had an emotional birth hangover for days from some of the more challenging ones, especially when I was attending births in the hospital and some of the things that I would witness that were really hard. Mm. And um, it changes because you are looking at, you're looking at birth through a different lens than just Mm. being present and observing. You're looking at it from how are things progressing? Is there something that I need to be stepping in? How is the mom doing? How is the dad doing? Is the doula doing her job? You know, there Mm. people talk about like me as like the captain of the ship. And I feel like I'm tracking so many different things from a, not necessarily always a clinical perspective, but there's so many things that I'm tracking that it's, it's a little bit different than just walking in and observing in a different way. And so not that it's any less miraculous. I absolutely know deep in my soul every time that I am present for a sacred event. And um, when I walk into the birth room I consider myself to be an empty vessel for spirit to move through and to work through me. Um, And, you know, as soon as I can set everything up and I know that 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 safety container of which many people are wanting for me to fill that, then I can drop into my like reverence about where I am and what's happening and really ground and connect myself to spirit. Um, But I would say, it's definitely, I've noticed that because I had a complicated birth the other day. Um, one of those births that I really did have to do a lot of things. The baby needed breaths. Um, the mom had a hemorrhage. We had a shoulder dystocia. We had a cervical lip and uh, premature wow. urge to push. I mean, it was like a lot. And, you know, whenever, whenever I have to step in, whether it's warranted or not, I always kind of process that the next few days, like, and evaluate and talk to people and ask questions and like, really look at was that necessary? Or, you know, it's just kind of who I am and how I practice as a midwife. And I knew, I knew that all of this stuff was necessary. Um, But I told a friend of mine, I'm like, you know, most of the time I want to like, look at birth and, and have it be like this beautiful choreography of this, like, you know, I'm just gracefully holding this container and the woman is doing her thing. And then she looks back on the experience and is like, Oh, my God, that was so beautiful. I did that, you know. And so when I have to step in, I'm always a little critical of myself of that. And then I, I reminded myself, I'm like, but that's what they hire me for. <laughs> they exactly. hire me yeah. to handle the emergencies. So that's my job. You know, that's part of what I have to do. But it's. um, 100%. And that's why, like, you know, you're such an amazing midwife in that you, you know, absolutely when to you know, like, let it be as undisturbed as possible and just keep, you know, because like, that's, that's the, the, 
that's when I'm like, if you find a midwife who can respect birth in that way, where they're respecting your, like they're letting you be in that labor land. But if you need help, they're there, you know, like that is like, Mm -hmm. because otherwise, you know, and this is where like, I personally just would never want to purposefully free birth because I just feel like I would way, way, way rather have someone there who I know and trust. And I know that, you know, like with all the stuff that midwives bring as well, you know, they've got the stuff for resuscitation. They've got the, the Pitocin if it's necessary, you know, like as in like just knowing and hopefully it doesn't have to be needed, you know, like hopefully it's not used, but knowing that it is there just in case and knowing that you've got someone I don't know, for me, that would allow me to fully relax even more so, you know, so like, I guess it's, um, everyone's different. And I understand, like, I have talked to different people who have decided to free birth because, you know, they've been told that they won't be able to birth at home or whatever reason. And they, that's, you know, their choice. And I like, personally, I can't be like, great, (laughs) you know, like, as in, I can't, from a legal perspective, I can't be like, yeah, go do that. You know, personally, I would always say, but if, if I, I, I'm just saying, I understand why some people choose to do that if they cannot birth at home with a midwife for whatever reason, they've been told they're high risk and that kind of thing. So um, it's not any disrespect to people who free birth, but it's just something that I personally would always rather have a midwife with me. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I just had a conversation with a woman today who's considering free birth and um, she just happened to to stumble upon Dr. Stu in my podcast and heard a few things that I said and looked me up and realized that we were, she was close enough to me to actually hire me. And um, yeah, just, you know, one of those kind of things. Right. Um, but it's interesting because I've always, and she heard me say, I totally support people who free birth. I have no problem saying that. And if we're talking about faith, you know, I mean, women have delivered babies on their own and God designed us to deliver babies on our own. That's, that's how it works. Like we're, we can do that. Um, Mm -hmm. However, um, I met a woman this summer who had a free birth experience. And I think she was one of those people that you're talking about who felt like she didn't have a choice. There are women who choose to free birth because they really want to know what it feels like to experience their own intuition without having the influences of other people. Then other women have had bad experiences, even with midwives and just decide that they would rather risk it. And then some women really feel like they don't have an option. Well, this woman felt like she didn't have an option. And she shared about a a certain point in labor that felt really intense for her. And um, she felt scared. And then she was kind of beating herself up for Mm -hmm. being afraid instead of trusting and had a really like hard experience because there was no one else there to be able to like say, this is normal. You're okay. And, you know, to, to give her that loving support. And so I don't know, there's something about listening to her share that experience that I thought, you know, 
I support free birth, but I also support that every woman who wants to have somebody next to them deserves to have somebody next to them and the person that they choose to have next to them, whether that's a midwife or not, you know? Um, and sometimes like happened the other day, you know, um, our skills do come into play and, and it can be helpful, but I, I do really do respect all of the choices that people want to make as long as they feel informed and educated, you know? Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, how do you feel when like, cause someone, I find it so hard. Like the other day I was talking to this woman and she said, you know, she was pressured to induce um, because they said she was overdue. She was only 40 weeks. So she wasn't actually like, as in like, obviously, she wasn't at the end of her sort of due window, but, but so she, she was pressured to induce, they induced her. And then obviously like the cascade of interventions that you so often hear about started where, um, you know, the, in, the contractions were so intense that it was, uh, hard for her to keep going with. So they gave her the epidural. Then it was clear that like baby was experiencing distress because obviously they're not experiencing the epidural. They're like still experiencing the intense yeah. induced contractions that aren't like natural and they're constantly going. And then uh, and then they used forceps and then they used the vacuum. And then obviously like it ended up in not obviously, but it ended up in a sort of an unplanned cesarean. And then she had uh, two subsequent cesareans, but it just, she was then like, but you know, like, I guess I've just got one of those bodies that just can't birth or like, you know, she, she was just like, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not designed for birth. And I always find it really hard. Like for me, when someone says that, especially when they've, they've not like when they've been induced, it, it's not actually like a normal experience of your body being ready to go into birth. Mm -hmm. and your baby being ready to go into birth mm -hmm. but then at the same time like i don't i don't want to like upset someone by because it's like it almost feels like there's no point in me saying well like you you might have had a completely different experience like because i don't want i don't want to like i don't yeah i i feel like it's like well if we look at the statistics you know like for instance the study that professor hannah darlin did recently like induction does clearly result in higher levels of intervention um being like the use of forceps and you know uh cesareans so it's not like just a coincidence and it doesn't necessarily just mean that you're not able to birth your baby like but i find it really hard to know what to say because i don't want to upset someone but she seemed like it's that classic kind of you know um almost like a trauma bond with the hospital where then it's like well i'm so grateful they saved me you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. um from this experience but it's like but they also you know the synthetic oxytocin that they gave you also caused all these things so it's just i i just find it really hard to know what what to say because i don't want to upset people you know it is really hard to know what to say and it's interesting because we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago with um she's used to be called the spiritual midwife and because she moved back to um switzerland i think gosh i can't remember anyways where she moved back to 
um, she can't practice as a midwife there. So now she's, um, she's the, she's the spiritual midwitch is, is her term that she's using. And we talked about this because recently I did a post on Instagram about the uh, C-section rate being 33% of all women are being um, cut open. And why is that? And there were some women who had had cesareans that popped on there and said, you know, I would have died and my baby would have died if I hadn't had this. And it was really interesting because, um, I went into this thought process of like, how do you talk to these women and help them understand? And I had some uh, friends who were working with me and had had cesareans and had home births after that, had an HVAC after that and, and said exactly what it's a trauma response. And, um, our guest, we talked about that in depth. And one of the things that she said that I really respected was we have to start telling the truth and we may, uh, it may be hard for people to hear in the beginning. Um, and you're not coming from a hurtful place. You're coming from an honest place because we have a larger perspective than an individual woman does. She obviously has her personal pr perspective and her intuition and what feels right for her. But we, because we're exposed to so many different stories or personally experiencing going to births, we have a, a more global, more, um, a bigger perspective to be able to share, like with that particular woman, you know, I think that it could have been a way that you could have said, you know, we don't really know how your body would have responded if it had gone into labor naturally, you know? And so I, I would, I would love to see you not put that blame on yourself, but rather understand that our system, um, may not be a perfect system and, um, yes, encourage yeah. You to, yeah. And I encourage you to continue to, to investigate and research your options for next time and maybe giving your body a little bit more time to be able to go into labor on its own, you know, planting the seeds. Um, I think is really important. And, and it may not be something that someone has an aha moment right in front of you. Like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for telling me that you're absolutely right. Yeah. But down the road, you know, and I think um, as women, we're conditioned to be kind and to not ruffle feathers and to, you know, not hurt anybody's feelings and all of those things, which I'm glad that we have that kind of heart. I'm glad that we're looking at things from that perspective. But when there's change to be made, we have to be willing to say things that will make people feel a little bit uncomfortable because that's where change really happens. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that what you said was really beautiful because it's like, as in, I think what it was just, that was what really hurt, not hurt me, but like, it like inside when she said like i guess like my body's just not designed it just it's like oh like because i mean and i totally understand like i understand that it it you know a lot of people feel that like their body doesn't work in labor but it, it's like if they could understand that actually the system isn't set up for labor to be a physiological experience you know like it's so far <clears throat> removed from the kind of environment that supports 
uh, a natural flow of labor, you know, like it's not dark, it's not, it doesn't feel safe, you know, the, actually the only people I know, interestingly, my friends that have had positive, easy births in hospital, they're all doctors. Like every single one of them is either a doctor or they've worked in the hospital or they're a nurse because to them, it's like a totally normal environment. They don't right. feel like it's, they're used to that environment, which I find really interesting. Whereas like for most of us, we only go to hospitals normally when something bad happens or where, you know, like someone's really sick or, you know, where like, and, and so it's not like a great association <laughs> with it as a place, you know, and then, yeah. so it's just, yeah. Whereas I guess if it was a more normal environment and you're just like, you know, you get there and you're like, hi, Bob, you know, like, and it's just that kind of <laughs> feeling of like, this is where I go all the time. I love being in the hospital. It's where I work. It's where my friends right. are, you know, then you're probably yeah. more likely to feel relaxed. So it's, yeah. it, I just feel like it's sad that people blame themselves or their bodies when actually their body is having a total, a totally normal response to a situation that it feels is unsafe. You know, like your body is yeah. trying to protect you because it's been like, whoa, 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 like this doesn't feel like a good place for us to give birth. We need to get away from this place, you know? Yeah. So it's shooting all the like blood and oxygen to the limbs and away from the uterus so that you can get away. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is a shame. Our, our system is very broken. And I hope that, you know, people like you and all of the amazing people who are trying to really make a change in this cultural perspective globally that, you know, we're, we are making a difference. It's, it's smaller than we would like it to be, but we are making a difference a little bit at a time. So Bliss, we have a not new sponsor. <laughs> for fit <laughs> they've been with us for a while now so we can't call them new anymore but they do have some exciting new news as birthfit has its newest member as our friend Lindsay ha had her baby so congratulations Lindsay and family yay yeah birthfit is focused on supporting women throughout the motherhood transition with general strength and conditioning programs for preconception pregnancy and the postpartum tell us a little bit about their programs you know what? They cover you for all aspects of feminine care and birth and postpartum. It's really amazing. So the BirthFit Basics is a prenatal program is 30 days, no equipment necessary for any trimester of pregnancy. So you could try that out before you jump in further. And then they have a prenatal training program, which is full strength conditioning that requires minimal equipment like dumbbells, bands and a box. I had a client the other day who was laying in bed like a good client um, taking my suggestion. She's like, you know, just laying in bed nursing all day. I'm feeling a little sore. You know, any stretches? And I said, you should really try this lying in program that they have. It's great for postpartum. It's 30 days, one video a day, less than 10 minutes that focuses on reconnecting and honoring your body in the immediate postpartum through breathing exercises, visualization and belly massages. I mean, come on, that sounds amazing. It is amazing. And then, yeah, and then they have um, kind of an intermediate birth fit basics, which requires no um, equipment. So that focuses on foundational breath work and movements to reestablish a solid foundation of core and pelvic floor stability before you go back to any other fitness classes. But they also have a more extensive postpartum program, which is 12 weeks focused on building a base level of general fitness through simple lifts, tempo work, and of course, breath work. 
Yeah, the birth community is where you want to be if you're trying to conceive or know you want to be in the next one to three years. This is a monthly membership program by Women for Women that focuses on general strength and conditioning with respect around one's menstrual cycle. So go to birthfit.com and use the code INSTINCTS1, that's the number one, to get a discount on the basics prenatal program or go to birthfit.com, use the code INSTINCTS2 to get a discount on the basics postpartum program. We love BirthFit. It's OB and midwife approved. Absolutely. And go check out Lindsay. I mean, she looks great. And she did her own fitness program throughout her whole pregnancy and had an amazing birth. So check it out. So I have a few questions for you before we wrap up. Some things I wanted to ask you. Um, One is, we had talked in depth and and you can go as deep as you want. Um, but when we were together on this retreat in Mexico, we had talked in depth about um, your kind of perspective about your app and the Christian faith and some, you know, kind of evolution that you have gone through in, um, in your faith and wanting this to be something that was really accessible to people. And so I wondered if you would, would share a little bit about specifically about your faith and, and the app and, you know, how you kind of see it applying to people outside of the Christian faith too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say I was brought up in, you know, I want to be like, kind to my family and I love them very much. But um, what I would say very, a very extreme version of Christianity. And I actually found that very damaging. I think um, there was a lot of uh, kind of threats of hellfire and, um, you know, being struck down and a lot of talks of obedience and you know, like, um, yeah, it was definitely not an easy childhood. And I think um, by the time I was in my early 20s, I had, I basically was like, I, I don't, this, I, I felt so incredibly damaged and, and, you know, like needed to get away from it. So I actually um, basically like, became became an atheist which is so funny to think about (laughs) like I literally was like I like literally went to a Richard Dawkins conference but I remember sitting in that conference and being like these people are like I don't want to say horrible but so many of them were they're just like laughing at people with faith like you know they're like just believing in fairy tales and I really that didn't sit well with me either I was like you know it just it felt almost more religious it, it was weird because they like don't believe anything but they seemed super religious and judgy the same way extremist religious <laughs> people seem so i was like okay i feel like this doesn't feel right for me either and i had a complete because i just had to get away from you know like the the pain of my upbringing i guess um but then one day i was walking um and i just remember like this enormous urge to like say a prayer and I just said this small prayer and this feeling of like love just like rushed into me 
And I remember feeling like this is different. Like this isn't what I experienced growing up. Like it was this feeling of, of love in this way that I hadn't known. And after that, I like started um, kind of the journey back to Christianity, but it was, it was definitely very different for me. And I think for me, I, as I've learned more, um, and I've become more comfortable in being myself and having my own faith and realizing that like, there are actually as many different versions of Christianity as there are Christians. Like to think that there's like, you know, these people are right. I mean, I just, honestly, I just feel like it's so sad. The amount of division, like if you think that Jesus's main message was to come here and tell us like, you know, his main two commandments were both focused on love, like loving God and loving each other, you know, and then his followers are all like killing each other and for like hundreds of years, you know, and like, it's just like, so I totally get why people do not want to be Christians because the level of hypocrisy that they see, you know, I totally get it. Like I've been there and I've been like, this is ridiculous. But what keeps me coming back to my faith is actually my experience of God, the spiritual experience and the spiritual experience of when I sit and I read the words of Jesus or I sing worship songs or I like the feeling of love that I experience is very different to anything I experienced in my childhood. It's very different to what I hear a lot of people saying in church. It's not the level of hate that I see being spread by people who are like coming in the name of Jesus on Instagram, you know, like it's not that like, and I think that, um, for me, it is love, you know, and that is what I feel. That's what I put out in the app, you know, like the, the scriptures that, you know, are in there, the prayers, everything I've put into it, you know, I prayed all through making it. And I just felt, you know, I felt that it was really about bringing that experience of love and connection to the people who listen to it. And the beautiful thing is, you know, we have so many different people. Um, obviously, the majority of people who listen to it are Christians. Um, but we recently had a woman who was a Sikh in India. She said she was loving it. I've had a Muslim woman tell me that she loved our content because I guess that, um, you know, it is about God in that way where most hypnobirthing is, I guess, secular. So that it's missing that spiritual element. So, um, yeah. And, and it's, I think the great thing is, you know, that we, the people that tend to use the app are probably coming from a similar sort of perspective to me and that they are really focused on following Jesus as best they can and loving God and loving their neighbors themselves, you know, like coming from this place of love and the people who aren't coming from that place or who are very angry and, you know, are the ones like constantly preaching hellfire and telling people like warning everyone, which I just always find really (laughs) funny because it's like, it's not my job. Like I haven't been 
I haven't been given the job of like judging everybody, you know, like that's the funny thing is that it's like, we're literally told not to do that. And I don't like, you know, Jesus talks about not doing that. And the only one, you know, if someone is going to judge people, it's definitely not me. Like it's not, I don't have the authority to do that, you know? So it's like, I don't really understand why um so many christians feel that they have that authority but you know sadly they do and and if someone listening to this has been hurt by one of those christians i'm so sorry that you've experienced that um you know i'm so sorry for the damage that has been done in in jesus name like it's really interesting because jesus said many will come in my name but beware because they're wolves in sheep's clothing you know and it's just really interesting because how many horrendous things have been done in his name you know so um and i'm not i'm not christian but i do believe in god and um the the spiritual center that i most participated with when I was in Los Angeles was transdenominational. So there would be teachings from all different kinds of faiths. And, and um, when I think about God for myself, it's very easy for me to listen to different things, like to, to hear different perspectives and to be able to funnel it through, like, that's just a different language or it's a different, um, way of looking at it. But to me, we're all just using different words and different descriptions and different practices to like do the same thing, which is to believe that there's something bigger than ourselves in this physical body. Um, so I think it's, in, I think it's nice to know for people who are curious and are looking for something that has a faith based that it's worth, even if you don't consider yourself a Christian, it's worth checking it out and seeing if it's something that resonates with you. And if it speaks to you, um, that it's, that it's worth the effort to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And also like, it might be too religious for you. You might (laughs) click on it and be like, whoa, there is way too much scripture in this for me. And that's totally fine too. Like, as in, I think it's, I feel like so much, it's so important in your pregnancy to tune into what feels right for you you know like I always like through everything I do I say like don't just you know blindly follow me or follow anyone else telling you anything you have to go like what what's right for me and my baby you know this is your baby your birth your body and um yeah so I feel like pregnancy and birth is such a an amazing opportunity to start actually really tuning into how you feel and what you want in your life because sometimes we've just mindlessly like spent our life kind of just doing whatever anyone else tells us to do you know and it's actually an amazing like the journey into motherhood like the maiden to mother thing is so amazing because suddenly when you have children you're like whoa like this is a completely different it's like a it's it's just that thing where it's not just, you're not just responsible for yourself anymore. You know, you're responsible for another life. Like it's a huge, huge transition and a really important one. And to, to start like, you know, honoring your own, um, your own like intuition and feelings and to trust. And that's in postpartum as well. Like when, you know, someone's being like, Oh, you're going to spoil that baby by holding them. And, you know, they're telling you that like, um 
you know, you're making a rod for your own back by feeding them to sleep, like for you to have the own, your own inner strength to be like, no, this feels right for me. You know, I want to feed my baby to sleep and I'm not just going to listen to whatever, even if it's like really well-intentioned family members who you love, mm-hmm. like you can still love people and have boundaries in place. And that's been a big thing for me. Yes. <laughs> pretty strong boundaries in place and still loving people and forgiving them you know like I love and forgive my family um and I've got great relationships with them now but you got to have those boundaries where you're like no this is my life and this is how I'm choosing to live it because I'm an adult now you know yeah and that can be your app that can be deciding to have a home birth and like you said all of I tell people all the time I'm like it's not going to end you know, people telling you or judging you for your choices, it's not going to end when you have your baby. Like, wait, just wait, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, vaccines, yeah, exactly. co-sleeping, baby wearing, what you feed your baby, you know, do you sleep in the same bed? I mean, there's like a million things that people could judge you on. And I, and I think you're right. It's about finding your own inner strength to be able to make those decisions for you and your family, because your family is, is just as unique as you are, like how you put your family together, what's important, what values you guys have, how you operate with, within your, your family unit. It's, it's all so unique and individual, you know? So awesome. So the other thing I wanted you to just kind of go through, like when someone signs up for the app, what's available besides the, um, uh, recordings. What did you call them? So the, with the app, the main part is the tracks, like, as in if you Mm sign up to the, the monthly subscription, Mm -hmm. the, what you get is the subscription unlocks all of the tracks. And then you also get discounts on our course. Um, and I'm going to be adding some discounts on other courses and products as well in there. But um, we have the Faithfield Childbirth course as well. So that's really the educational aspect. So the app is just like how you practice the relaxation. And then the course is the antenatal education element where you're working, uh, learning all about how, you know, the uterus works in labor and how uh, stress and adrenaline impacts the body in labor and you know versus oxytocin and endorphins and all those sorts of things are in the course and we also have an empowered postpartum course which we have um a midwife a baby led sleep specialist a um maternal mental health module a uh what else pelvic floor specialist breastfeeding lactation consultant and that's to really help people feel more prepared for postpartum in that way so the app if you're a subscriber to the app you get discounts on those courses and we're often like releasing we have different sales like black fridays coming up and on the courses Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing um so but then also because the app is really just the relaxation we get a lot of people who have done stuff like hypno babies or, you know, different hypnobirthing um, educational type courses. And, but they feel like they, they want something more faith-based to actually listen to and, and relax to. So they might have already done a course, so they don't feel like they need the education, but they want to relax. So they just use the app, which is why they're separate instead of being like one, because not everybody 
feels they need, you know, the education. I think the education is really important for like first time moms or people who have had a previously traumatic experience um, because, you know, of something that happened in, in like the way that they were treated in hospital or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely useful to do the course. But if you're someone who knows all about birth, you know, you're a doula or you've like already had a really wonderful unmedicated birth at home or something like that, then you probably don't need to do the course because that you'll probably already know most of that stuff anyway. So the tracks are then all you'd need. <laughs> awesome. And how do they, how do people find you? We'll, we'll, we'll um, put your information in the show notes as well, but why don't you just tell people how they can find you if they are feeling inspired to connect with you or with the app? Um, you can Google uh, or you can just search on the app store or Google play for Christian hypnobirthing, which is the app, or you can go to, christianhypnobirthing.com and um from there you can find the courses and or our instagram handle is just at christian hypnobirthing and if you click on our the link in our bio we've got links to our private community which is really really nice it's so beautiful it's got uh basically women from all over the world like praying for each other answering questions you know sharing positive birth stories it's a really nice like safe space where people can kind of ask questions and that kind of thing so if you're wanting something like that definitely come join our community and um yeah and and i would say instagram is a great place to watch lots of positive birth videos and stories and all that kind of stuff Awesome. Tara, thanks you so much for joining me today. It was great to see you and to delve into your life and your work and how this all came to be. I wish that we were in the same country. <laughs> so me I could, too. I miss I could, you so much. <laughs> I know. So I could see you all the time. But um, I know it's like nine or 10 in the morning there and it's almost seven o'clock in the evening for me. So it's so fun that technology can bring us together in this way. And I'm excited to share you and your work with our fellow travelers. And I know Stu would have really liked to have been here today. Um, but I'm so glad that you and I were able to do this together. Oh, thank you so much, Bliss. I really appreciate it. And I feel so honored to be on the podcast. And um yeah, I'm excited to have connected with anyone who's listening and please always feel free to reach out to us uh, on email as well. I, I love to respond to people's questions and birth stories and that kind of stuff. So it would be lovely to hear from you anytime. Yay. Okay, honey, I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Lovely. Ha uh, good night. Have a good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Very Bye. soon. Bye, honey. Thanks for listening to the Birthing Instincts podcast. We know that we all lead busy lives, so we are extremely grateful that you give us an hour of your time each week. If you enjoyed this episode, please share. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for the latest updates and reviews. To help others join us, you can find Dr. Stu at Birthing Instincts and Bliss at Birthing Bliss Midwifery on Instagram. 